Hi there, welcome to the Trudy Mitchell podcast. I'm Libby and this is episode 14. Welcome back. Grab a cup of tea. Have you got your knitting? Let's curl up and get on with the show. I'm getting a real laugh out of all the emails that you're sending me telling me where you're listening to the show. It's such good fun. Some of you are listening in the gym, some of you are at the park, people are on the train, someone listened while they were gardening. The more people are listening in the bath. That seems to be a thing which makes me laugh. Some people listen while they're spinning and a couple of you have been listening to while away the time on long, boring commutes. So I'm really pleased that I can bring a little sparkle to your day and you can enjoy the podcast just anywhere. That's what I love about these audio podcasts. You can plug your earphones in and listen on the go. I better tell you what I'm wearing. It suddenly got warm in New Zealand and I'm wearing my sleeveless tops all of a sudden, of which I realise I have a few of those now, which is great because I had a little spree last year or earlier this year, I can't remember now, uh, where I made a few little sleeveless tops. So today I'm wearing my washi top. It's the washi dress pattern, but it's sleeveless. And I've cut it off just to be sort of a long top length. And I've made it out of some quilting cotton uh, that I bought years ago from the Amy Butler range. And I got it in the UK from John Lewis, I think, actually. So it's a fairly stiff cotton, but it actually works quite well for this top because it holds the little pleats at the front nicely and it gathers up nicely at the back so it's a cool little top and mine is a sort of a charcoal gray and and cream squiggle really it's a, it's a cream background with a with a charcoal gray squiggle on the top so it's, i'm quite fond of this top if you yeah i'll put a photo of it up and i'm wearing it with my little moss skirt that i made at the same time which is a black it was meant to, it was sort of a dark charcoal but it's got pretty black actually denim that I dyed and I've made a little short black moss skirt so it's from Grainline Studios that pattern and it's it's not a bad little skirt I think I'll make some more I might not make them in quite such heavy denim next time I might use a slightly lighter fabric but it is it is cute I do like wearing little short skirts in the summer because it just gets so hot here so that's what I've got on today Thank you so much for your podcast suggestions. I got a great suggestion which I wanted to share with you. Julie, who's on Instagram as Tui Creek, told me about a podcast called The Slow Home Podcast. And it's hosted by Brooke McCallery and her delightful husband, Ben, who pops in. And she, it's all interviews, or almost all interviews. She's talking about the slow movement, slow home, slow living, and all the things that go along with that and Julie thought it would appeal to me and it really does I really enjoy it Brooke's based in Australia so seasonally it fits in quite well with where I'm at although to be honest I've just started at the beginning and I'm going through all the podcasts one by one I'm finding it really interesting it's available on iTunes and Stitcher Radio it's brought up a couple of things for me it's made me think I um it's made me realize that this is how I grew up and uh, the the childhood I had was pretty slow. It was close to home. We didn't go out a lot. Uh, we didn't race around with crazy schedules. My parents were both avid makers. And so a lot of our time at home and the weekends was spent with them making things or gardening or things around the house. So it gave us a lot of opportunity just to play and, and make ourselves. And I... I that's how I spent my childhood really playing games imagine lots of imaginary games and making lots of stuff and building things and watching dad and you know a, an exciting trip would be the trip to the big hardware store with dad 
to get something because he was always building on our house or making things and so that that's how I grew up so it's been really interesting to me to realize that it's actually a thing there's a movement that people are trying to get back to with the slow living and I think that most of my life I haven't appreciated that that it is a thing that it's a it's an ideal I it just seemed very normal to me and in fact it's how I've brought my own kids up too Uh, yeah we've had a pretty slow life we haven't really had any tv Uh, we've had a lot of books in our life our kids just potter around do a lot of playing and like me my kids have had a number of siblings so I've got four kids I was one of five and so there's always someone to play with and hang out with and it's yeah I've just found it really interesting listening to the podcast and reflecting on on what things were like for me it's also made me realize that actually the last couple of years since we've been moved back to New Zealand my own little family our life has sped up a bit and I was thinking about why that is and what and and how I'm wanting to simplify and I think me wanting to clean out the house has been an interesting part of that but I've been thinking about why things felt slightly faster and I don't know if it's because we've tried lots of things we've been out and about a bit more and we've been trying activities with the kids to see what suits us I think it's a bit about me doing all of this truly Myrtle stuff certainly this year I've got busier and I think going into 2016 I'm going to make a real conscious effort to have some sort of timetable around when I'm working which is I guess I am working now which is actually quite a strange concept for me but I yeah having some boundaries on that a little bit because I do tend to do stuff you know all the time so that's been interesting but I think the big factor for me being back in New Zealand is using the car and I realized that in Cambridge when we lived there in England we walked everywhere I very rarely used the car and walking slows you down I cannot live without the car here Auckland New Zealand but certainly Auckland and living out where we do it it's a car based society so I, my kids have to go to school in the car I can't nip across the road to the shop for milk I everything I have to get in the car I'm really isolated here and our road is a country road where you can go 100k so you get in the car and you drive fast so I've been thinking about ways to slow that down I can't drive much slower people go up behind you and get all impatient don't they but a friend of mine listens to storybooks in the car with her kids and I thought maybe that was a good thing to try just getting some uh, CD books out of the library and playing them in the car we've actually been trying to do less in the car so go less places and in fact a lot of the activities that we've been trying with the kids are seasonal so there's a lot of winter sports and now summer's coming we're not in the car so much yeah but it's interesting it's worth a listen the slow home podcast I think it's an interesting idea I'd be really curious to hear about your lives and what and 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 sort of how you have you got a do you make a choice about how you live are you actively deciding to live more slowly or differently or uh, in a more organized way I'm really curious to hear I found it I just find the whole thing totally fascinating I thought I'd bring that up with you what else have I got to talk to you about today that's not really what I had to talk about I've got a few things on my needles I've got some gift knitting that I'm doing I've been doing quite a lot of sewing and I've had a really fun time with a friend of mine doing this crazy sort of pattern drafting so I'll tell you about that in a minute I just quickly wanted to say before I launch into all of that that 
I am so appreciative of all the comments and emails and messages that you've been sending me about my interview with my mum on my podcast. If you heard it recently, the last Trudy Mitchell podcast was the first in my series of interviews for our wardrobe stories. And my first victim was my mother. I thought I'd practice my interviewing on her and I'd practice this editing interviews on her, which is why it ends and I don't come back and say anything at the end. It ends a little abruptly. Someone asked me what happened. They were a bit disappointed I didn't pop in and say anything. But what happened was I'm learning about this editing and I accidentally edited a bit out without realizing. And by the time I'd finished all the editing and adding in the intro music and the outro music, I was actually too terrified to come back and record something else. So I didn't, but I will in the future. So don't worry. But yes, it ended uh, with just my mum finishing what she was saying. But yeah, you've loved it from the sound of it. And I'm so thrilled. And mum is really thrilled. She was really nervous about what you think of all her stories. But it's been really cool hearing all your memories that have been brought up too about growing up in a handmade life and the clothes that people made for you and the clothes that you've made. And it was really just really neat to hear from you all. So thank you so much for that positive feedback. It's yeah, it's really great. What did I tell you about first? The big gift along is on. I'll tell you about that because I'm doing some gift knitting. I am taking part in the gift along this year. I wrote a bit about it in my latest newsletter, which you can actually get to on my website. Um, one of the tabs is about is my newsletter article. So if you wanted to read about the gift along, you can go and have a look there on trudymyrtle.com. But the gift along is a big a big event hosted on Ravelry once a year. This is the third year in the in a row. And it's to celebrate and support independent designers. So I thought I'd join in this year. I haven't joined in at all the last two years, not as a knitter nor as a designer. I didn't have enough patterns last year anyway. And to be honest, the whole thing seemed totally confusing and complicated. And I didn't even, I just didn't really get it all. So this year I made an effort to find out because I thought I'll join in as, as a designer and see what it's like and just have a, have a try. So I have. Basically what happens, I think there's 360 something designers have signed up this year. So they're all independent designers and they have to have had at least five patterns published and then they put on sale up to 20 patterns. I, I think there's a minimum number, but I can't remember. Uh, but they put on sale on for sale up to 20 patterns. So all of my patterns are actually on sale at the moment. The sale started last week and it concludes on Friday the 27th of November at 11:59 p.m. and that's US Eastern time. So it's about 24 hours from when you might hear this. Probably just a little less actually by the time I get myself organized. So there's there's a little bit more time to buy patterns. All the designers that have entered patterns into the gift along have reduced their patterns by 25%. So it's a big discount off their patterns. And if you use the code GIFTALONG2015, you can get any of those patterns that are included for 25% off. Now the idea is that once you buy a pattern, you can then go and join the knit alongs. You don't have to join the knit alongs, but it is really fun. A whole lot of knit alongs and crochet alongs are being held in the Gift Along Ravelry group. If you have a look on the internet, it's called Indie Gift Along Ravelry Group, I think, on Ravelry. And I think there's about six different knit-alongs and crochet-alongs going on, and they're divided by um, item. So there are shawls 
and there for one knit long and then another knit long as sweaters I think and then there's one for hats and there's one for sort of miscellaneous neckwear and gloves there's all different kinds and you can go and join in I think you have to say what you're planning to knit one thing to note is you don't have to knit a new pattern that you've just bought you can actually use any old pattern from any of the designers as long as it's a paid pattern in the knit alongs so you just go and say what you want to knit and then you knit along with everyone else and a lot of people are knitting and there are there are literally thousands of prizes there's lots of um patterns that have been donated by the designers for prizes as well as physical prizes so you can go and join along and have some fun and the knit along goes from now it started about a week ago when the sale started and it goes until the end of the year 31st of december almost midnight i think that's when the knit log finishes the knit logs finish and there are fun games and prizes to be had the whole way through but the overall idea is that it's just supporting the independent designers and to give some of their patterns a go that you might not have otherwise thought to try and just join in some of the the, the merry making and fun that happens in the knit along so go and have a little go and have a little look if you like and have a join in if you want to grab a pattern discount though just remember you have to do that quite quickly so i am actually going to join in a knit along i currently have a shawl on my needles that i have just got to be finished like two weeks ago but i have to get it off my needles really quickly and it's nearly done so as soon as that's off i have lined up a little line of patterns that i'm going to make for the teachers giveaway uh, giveaway the teachers gifts for the end of the year because my kids finish school in two weeks two and a half weeks i think actually it might just be two weeks i might be a little crazy thinking that i'll do all these things but i'm just going to have a bash i think once this once my shawl's done then i'm just going to have a bit of a breather and do some other knitting for a chance i'm actually really looking forward to knitting some other designers patterns so i don't have to be sort of worried about stitch counts and and wording and things like that while i knit along it's just going to be a lovely relaxing straightforward knit so i've lined up three patterns at the moment to do i'm doing a hat the lady grey hat from Claire Devine I'm knitting that for one of the teachers at school and I'm using some rosewood wool for that and Erin and a beautiful sort of duck egg blue slightly darker duck egg blue she's quite a funky teacher um, and I think she'll look great in the lady grey hat it's a gorgeous hat I just cannot get it out of my head it's got um, side it's sort of got angled cables and lace in, in the hat it's really pretty but funky at the same time so I'm dying to cast that on I'm also doing the Lily Pilly wrap from Amber O'Brien um, Amber is an Australian designer and she has just got a beautiful range of, of shawls and wraps and so I'm going to knit her Lily Pilly that uses three skeins of yarn almost so I've dived into my stash and I've found three quite really fabulous skeins one's a Caspar cashmere um, blend another one is uh, dream and color smooshy I think and then the third one is a silk merino from a local dyer called spinning a yarn so it's quite a big wrap but this teacher that I'm knitting it for is very flamboyant she's a fabulous teacher my daughter has had such a good year with her and I just thought she might enjoy wearing it throwing this sort of lace and stripe wrap around I think I hope it will suit what she wears and the third thing I'm going to knit is a Jenny Beck cowl from Lynn de Christie Linda Christina and I had quite a hard time choosing which cow to knit because she's got some really nice cows but the teacher I'm thinking of does wear cows I haven't ever seen her in a hand knit cow but she does wear cows and so I found one that has quite a bit of texture to it and I'm knitting it with a Rowan some Rowan lemur that I have in my stash and a beautiful sort of biscuit color it's it's quite a 
sort of tonal the Rowan Lima I haven't used it before it's been sitting there waiting for me to use and this is sort of creams and caramels and and tonal versions of beige really so I think that will be quite neat on her I do have a uh, one of a man teacher that's leaving and I have thinking of knitting him a hat too and I have one other teacher that um, I was thinking of doing maybe one of my shawls for so it's quite a lot of knitting isn't it it's actually kind of ridiculous but I'll just see how I get on and look some of them are leaving for good and other ones will be there next year so if all falls apart I'll just make them my regular chocolate or whatever I make them normally and then next year I'll deliver them a little parcel of knitting that I will have done over Christmas so it'll be fine one way or another it'll be fine as long as I get the two done for the teachers that are leaving that's the main thing uh, actually there are three teachers that are leaving so that's, that could be tricky <laughs> but never mind we'll see how we get on so that's my gift knitting and what's on my needles at the moment I have just finished making the salt marsh skirt from the Merchant and Mills book and if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook you will have seen that I did a little sew along with that and what I tried to do was to spread the, sew the, the sewing of the skirt over 10 days it's a long skirt. It's got it's re, it's really quite a simple skirt to do. It's good for a beginner. It comes out of the Merchant and Mills new book, which is the Merchant and Mills workbook, uh, which I actually don't think is available in America just yet. I didn't realise that when I started the sew along. So maybe you'll get it soon. I used a sort of a light linen, and the idea was that I broke the pattern. I read through the pattern and I broke it into manageable chunks, mother-sized chunks. I used to belong to a breastfeeding organisation that talked about mother-sized jobs and it's actually a really, I liked it. It was a useful way to look at things. And the way I sew these days is to break things down into mother-sized chunks so that I can do a little bit every day or a few days in a row and at the end of it I'll have a, a, a garment and I won't have even noticed that I've made it. It just sort of happens along with everyday life. So I try to do that with the salt marsh skirt and we started by washing our fabric and then ironing our fabric. And every day, over 10 days, I gave you some tips about the steps. I, I, I can't tell you what pieces are or how to sew the skirt itself. But with every step that we did, I gave you some tips about for things that I've learned along the way and ideas, ideas for how to make your sewing a nicer and easier experience. So if you are going to sew the salt marsh skirt, go and have a look on my Instagram feed or my Facebook feed. And you'll find there's a uh, under salt marsh steps, salt marsh S-A-L steps on Instagram. You can find all the photos. So you can actually go through and just see the steps. So if you're interested, it's there. I've also cut out to go with that skirt. I've been wearing the skirt a lot this week. I really like it. I've cut out to go with it a top from the book. My mum bought me some fabric. It was my birthday recently and she bought me some fabric for my birthday. And it's I've cut out a top to make with that fabric. It's the Curlew curlew sleeveless t-shirt so it's a little tank top it's got darts under the arms and it's cut on the cross and the fabric that I've got is a very pale gray with a silver stripe through it a fine silver thread stripe narrow stripe through it and I'm, it's cut on the cross it means the stripe goes diagonally which I think looks fantastic so I've cut it out I've just used the same method I looked at the pattern and I broke it into little steps and I've cut out the top and I just need some seam um, support I think some fabric to sort of support my seams around my neckband and my armbands so they don't sag and I haven't got anything so I'm going to have a hunt around for that before I move on to the next steps so I'm looking forward to getting that done I think it'll look great with my new skirt as well as shorts and 
other things that I've got. So that's that's what I'm sewing at the moment. I have got plans to make another washi dress and I found some beautiful uh, polished cotton in my stash which must be very very old. I've obviously inherited that from my mother who probably inherited it from someone else. So I'm quite keen to make a, quite a funky little sundress that it, it'll be quite stiff so it might be nice to do something that gathers and sticks out a bit and yeah sort of something of an old era I think I'm, I'm gonna have a play around with that but I've got some plans for some sewing to do and the knitting that I'm doing it's uh yeah I've got quite a lot to do so the other thing I've done which I'll put some photos up on Instagram and Facebook I might try and do a little flip photo thing for you a friend of mine came over last week and she is a dressmaker I met her by chance in a fabric store and we've become friends uh, she also has a bunch of kids she lives on the other side of Auckland to me so we have to travel to meet each other but Megan owns um, a bridal wear company she's just starting a bridal wear company Elisara designs and she makes the most stunning dresses and she spent most of her career as a pattern drafter and a designer so she's got some amazing skills and she wanted to try an idea on me which I was really up for where she made a 3d mold of my torso and then turned it into a flat pattern so I've got a craftsy class where you take measurements of yourself and you turn that into a fat, flat pattern but with this idea she taped me up with duct tape so what we did was we I put on a top that I didn't mind being cut up I have a top that I made recently which unfortunately the fabric was very fine and it's gone to holes quite quickly which is disappointing but I put that on and then some plastic bags around my neck and she taped me all up with duct tape and so I was totally encased in the duct tape it was firm it sort of reminded me of a light corset not that I've ever worn a light corset but it sort of reminded me of what it must have been like to have a light corset it wasn't uncomfortable but it was firm you couldn't really bend it was lots and lots of layers of this duct tape and then she cut me open up the back the duct taping part actually took quite a long time and then she cut me open at the back and laid it out flat and then cut it in half so she sort of chose the better half. Apparently there was one side that was slightly better than another. I'm more or less even on side to side on my bust. So if you're not, it's probably a good idea to keep both sides, she said. But then what she did was she laid the pattern out and cut some darts into it. And you could see how the shape of my torso was forming into a pattern. It was quite amazing. So there's a bust dart to make the bust flatter and the dart up the front. And then you can do one from down the neck. And she's laid it out on some muslin for me and and drawn out a pattern. So I've now got a, a basic pattern of my torso, which is fantastic. So what I'm gonna do now, cause she wants to do it with her brides when they're doing the dresses and she just wanted to see if it was a viable idea really, how long it took and whether it worked. So what I'm gonna do now is measure myself and try and make this, or at least compare the measurements to what I've got for that basic pattern. And then from that, I then go on and do a whole lot more learning and and make my I can make myself any top from this basic measurement. So I'm really I'm really thrilled that I've got this start and I've got Megan as a fantastic resource to help me. So yeah, that she found um, something on YouTube. I think there are a few videos on YouTube that show you what to do. Some of them are about making a mannequin of your body, but this is slightly different. So this you actually cut it off yourself and then lay it out flat. So I, as I say, I'll put some pictures up and I will touch base with you again and let you know how I'm getting on with that. Isn't, doesn't that fun? I just, it's so, it is remarkably quick. You need a helper, of course, to do it with you, but 
But yeah, it was really, really quick. So I think that's about all I had to tell you actually this time. I'll be back next week with another interview. I'm interviewing um, someone who I travelled a little bit to go and see. I had a really lovely afternoon with her and I so enjoyed making the interview. It's a really fabulous interview. I think you'll love it. I certainly did and it's really thought-provoking so I can't wait to bring you that next week. Keep your eyes peeled, same place, same time on Friday, my Friday. You're something else, no doubt, but my Friday. I'll bring you the podcast interview next week and then you'll get me again the following week after that. But in the meantime, have a lovely week. Don't forget to catch that sale if you want to join in on the gift along. And happy knitting, happy knitting. Let's get, are you doing gift knitting? You have to tell me. We've got to get on with our gift knitting if we are. I don't normally do gift knitting, so this is a little bit new for me. I've made plenty of gifts, but I haven't actually, I haven't actually sat down and thought, right, I'm going to do all these gifts, knitted gifts for Christmas or anything before. So I've done the odd thing here and there. Anyway, I'll tell you how I get on. I'll report back. Have a lovely weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Is it a scarf or is it half of a sweater? From what I've heard, it could be a third of a puncho. There's no excuse now not to be knitting. Because you can do it standing and you can do it sitting. Is it a hat, or is it the start of a blanket? Maybe a ball, or even a shawl for a baby. There's no excuse now not to be knitting, cause you can do it standing, and you can do it sitting. Take out your needles, yeah, we're casting up. One, two, three, four, five, but once I got a fish love you can do it, Mary. You can do it, John. Is it a gnome or some other homely creation? Wait and see, it might even be for a teapot. There's no excuse now not to be knitting, cause you can do it standing and you can do it sitting. Take out your needle, yeah, yeah, we're casting on. One, two, three, four, five, once I got a fish and love